probably a billionaire and would have been able to pay off some of these people's student loan but basically bitcoin has broken this ceiling and broke the sixty thousand dollar ratio and even exceeded that went up to like 64 and this is impressive because man for all the people that were crying what happens when the market exceeds the value and the intrinsic value doesn't match up with the market this is figment coins that can be manipulated as market minute shut the fuck up because not only did as bitcoin was doing well so was the market almost showing a parallel and that stands the notion the more money in the market the better off the market is period that is that is the rule of thumb when people are feel invested in their market you'll always see a boom but this is a great boom because it just in uh on the fifth of this month they were at their they broke their fifty thousand dollar ceiling and if you think back all the way to 2020 may when they were like around 34 if you had got into this you'd be up significantly now truly do i hey what up my vivid life how you doing my vivid life y'all y'all go check her out she need to be on twitch so i can shout her out but she don't got no twitch so i can't shout her out but uh go check out her channel y'all she be she be doing a damn thing um thanks for thanks for hopping in there but it's just crazy to me so i don't full disclosure like i said i don't own any bitcoin but i did used to invest in it if i was to hold any uh Bitcoin or anything like that. And the only reason why I don't hold it is because I'm not sure what the impact of Bitcoin and things like that is on the mark on the environment yet. There's a lot of those uh, coins and a lot of those uh, currencies that have a major negative impact on the environment. What do I mean? There's people who literally go out there and buy boatloads worth of RAM and processing power just to mine Bitcoin. And you can always tell which houses it is because if you look on a snowy day, they put all their processing power in like the attic so it's not in the way. And you just see the heat from all the machines melting the snow off the roof. Their roof will always be the one roof without any snow on it. So uh, if you're in it, enjoy it. I'm a dividend investor. And everybody be like, what's a dividend investor? Well, let me give you all a little sneak peek. I posted this on Instagram. Shout out. Uh, go check out the Instagram. It's on What's my Instagram? I, I'll be forgetting. IG? I think. Is that my tag for it? I don't know if that's my tag for it. Uh, that's for the identity booth. So let's go Insta. Yeah, there goes my Instagram and Eric's Instagram. So I posted this today. And it, it this is just further proof that I got to bring back the live show. The live show where I talk about my money and talk about like my investments because uh, this past month, I've been winning. Now, I started off, I ended the month pretty rough. I was down 60, but actually it was still up 500 from last month. And already for this month, I'm already up 300 again on this. So this is all through dividend investing. I didn't do anything for this. I didn't watch this. I didn't trade anything. This is just money that I've been collecting over the time. So like in a month, that's $300. I was telling somebody the other day that I can't wait for the compound interest to start picking up. And I can't wait to put, I just need to get a, I just need ten thousand more dollars in the market, and I'll be able to consistently make five hundred dollars off the stock market every month. And if I can do that, I'm gonna buy that goddamn property I've been looking at for the longest, man. It's been teasing me, it's been teasing me, but I want it. But yeah, uh, y'all think I should bring back the money segment? Of course I should. It's just I need to make time. I need to dedicate time to that money segment because 
Bitcoin's out there, and I think it's time for me to get into it uh, again if I can get over this moral conundrum. But let me know if you're interested in getting a dividend investment. If you want to, you know what? I think I got one for you. If you want a free stock, if you want four free stocks, that's how you get it right there. Boom. That's my invite link. You can get four free stocks right now. I completely forgot that I was sponsored. So there you go. Um, what else do I have in my thing? What else? What's else in my story? I don't know. Anything interesting? Oh no, it was just basically me asking a question about this podcast. Okay, cool. Um, go check out the IG, y'all. Shout out to the four people watching with me. Let's get into some uh interesting topics, shall we? Uh Euler Josh Arkinbald is out indefinitely with myocarditis after having COVID-19. This happened October 3rd. And of course, you know what this means. This is one of my favorite segments. It's the things. No, wait. No, that is segment we're currently in. But it is the Herman Cain Award winning uh, award winning show or whatever. No, it's the Herman Cain Award. And what is the Herman Cain Award? It's basically a group of people who laughed or made made jokes or refused to accept the science and COVID came back to bite him in the butt. And this dude is lucky because he only managed to get myocarditis, which is basically swelling around the, the heart. And like I said, he's lucky, but let's be honest with this. Oilers winger Josh is out indefinitely due to myocarditis coach David Tippett, uh, Tippett, Said Sunday, the coach also said test show Archibald contracted COVID-19 this summer. Archibald had a quarantine for 14 days after arrived to Edmonton from the United States in early September because he was unvaccinated. Unvaccinated. He is a dude that makes millions of dollars and has thrown all of that away. But if their latest new protein powder or latest new legal way for him to get faster in his sport. If that came out, he'd be the first one in line to take it. And unfortunately for him, he won't have to worry about that stuff anymore because his heart can't handle it. So he'll be sitting on the bench for the remainder of his career. I, I want to say I wish he gets better, but I only feel that way if he honestly would take the vaccine and, you know, protect other people. This right here is more of a sad story, and I'm not going to play the music because I think it's copyrighted. And my last video got copyrighted, so definitely like, 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 like this video because I could use the support. But the gist of this is basically this lady has you seeing you're seeing all the drugs she's taking. She's currently having a difficult time breathing in this video but she it's about her slow steady decline and her slow steady regret of not getting not even regret of not getting a vaccine the regret of going to the hospital regret of letting people like talk her into taking different medicines like she was on ivermectin at one point and there's something weird about these people and how they're just they're just they she went to she, they just refuse to be logical and you can't reason with these people anymore right so all you can do is use them as examples you have to be grateful for the examples you have in life 
because for every example you can see, it's an opportunity to avoid tripping up. Like, could you imagine going to school for 10 years to be told by a woman on TikTok who can't breathe, COVID ain't real. The vaccine don't work. And this slow, steady progression. And while she was in the ICU, she made these videos berating the people trying to keep her alive. She had so much confidence in her ability to survive. She made a video two hours before she died. At this point, you're seconds away from being intubated. That's when they put the 13 pole down, 13 inch pole down your throat. No homo. It's over. It's over it for her. But she later passed away. Her Insta, her TikTok has been blocked. So not blocked, but it's been made private. But COVID was never supposed to be political. These people made it this way. And these people will suffer the consequences. And I think the final award winner is veteran Marklessville EMT dies from COVID-19. The interesting thing about this story is uh, this veteran EMT, Stan Wilson, died Monday, marking the first COVID-19 related death of Marksville Ambulance Service. First responders, a focus. I don't know how to say that. What's that word say? Siri, say this word. A procession. A procession of Bass Ambulance, Bertilsville, uh, Bartlesville, I don't know, fire trucks, a company. They basically spent taxpayer money to celebrate this idiot. This is why we can't have nice things. When we say defund the police and all that shit, we say it for shit like this. Why are we celebrating this idiot? He works in healthcare and refused to take the vaccine. And then he died. Why are we celebrating people like this? Why are we rewarding his ignorance? The funny thing about this is that a week, a month ago, month prior to him being sick, he died. He watched his his partner, his friend die. Right? Watched his whole friend die. And and he told himself, he looked, he told himself, no, nah, I can do it. When active responders to emergencies as we needed with injury operations, uh, he leaves back a bunch of people. He was a very easygoing, one of the nicest guys you could meet. He could work with anybody. He could work with anybody except for people who suggested he take the vaccine. The news has hit us very hard. It's been a very somber day for us. Hopefully everyone got vaccinated so y'all don't join them. And then our last idiot is a story from October 19th. NHL player Evander Evander Kane suspended following league's investigation into his COVID vaccine card. The National Hockey League has handed a 21-game unpaid suspension to Evander Kane for of the San Jose Sharks after investigation into whether he submitted a fraudulent COVID-19 card according to the front office sports 
and ESPN, which cited unnamed sources. So let's talk about some of, some of the things this guy did. Damn. You're a black guy in the cold. Red flag right off top. You feel me? And you're playing hockey. Great at most sports, but how dumb must you be? How dumb must you be to? You basically committed a federal crime, bro. You forged medical records. You could go to jail for that, you idiot. Like, at least have the common decency when breaking laws like this to just at least be like open about your own misguided understanding of the situation, right? You had so many things going for you, my brother, and you threw it all away because of conspiracy theories. Like, the amount of effort it took for you to get that fake, and I guarantee you it's like they spelled Moderna wrong, because that's how a lot of people be getting fucked up. They don't know how to spell Moderna. You're the Herman Cain Award winner. Dumbass. Uh, this story was super interesting to me. Mother of a 10-year-old black girl who was arrested after drawing a picture in school says her daughter was not protected in any instance. Uh, of course not. The mother of a 10-year-old who was arrested over drawing said she doesn't feel her daughter was protected. Last week, the ACLU Hawaii of Hawaii sent a letter to the school police demanding change after a January 2020 incident. Since the arrest, Taylor and her daughter, now 12, have moved back to the U.S. mainland. She said, Mommy, I learned this in school about Hawaii. Can we live there? And I said, yes. So from there, oh, so basically how she got there, the incident has highlighted a traumatic and seemingly inevitable encounter black children experience with police. Okay, so the gist of this story is basically this kid was being bullied. This black girl was being bullied. And she drew a grotesque version of the girl who bullied her. That girl who bullied her took the picture, (laughs) forced the picture from the girl, took it to her mom. Her mom then called the police. The police showed up to school and arrested her daughter. How is that even a crime? I can draw a picture of Trump giving head to Abraham Lincoln. And here, here's a 10-year-old getting in trouble for coloring a picture. You know, this is what this says. And this doesn't say anything. This is not, obviously, if it's not for everybody, but if your butt puckers up, I'm probably talking to you. White people like this are so fucking sensitive. So fragile. So fragile. They can't handle if if white people like this had to be black for a day, they would jump off a fucking bridge because the moment they walk into a room and everyone gives them the side eye, that uncomfortable look. And they're like, why is everybody looking at me? Because we know why they're looking at us because we're black because they don't think we belong there. But if white people had to experience a tenth of what we had to. They, they, they'd kill themselves. And I almost believe that wholeheartedly. Because they're not built to handle this. There's a reason why black kids don't go around shooting up schools. Because 
we deep down inside don't want to be the cause of ire for our own people. Like, come on, man. It's already hard enough for us. Don't give them another reason to look at us. That's a collective thought process. I hope they sue this school for a lot of money. She becomes a lawyer and like a defendant and she makes a living off of just suing other racist people. I hope these interactions, (coughs) while terrible, don't stop the kids from pursuing something that would make the justice system better. Yeah. Alex Baldwin. Alex Baldwin. This is a tragic situation. I actually talked to some of my forensic people about this um, and got some. I've worked on a, okay, humble brag, humble brag. I've worked on a few sets, you know, and I also have medical examiner experience because I've worked with the medical examiners in the Texas Rangers for two years. So I I kind of know this story front and back and how it happened, what happened, what's going on. So the gist of the story is Alec Baldwin, the male on the right was uh, practicing uh, for a shoot. He's shooting a movie called Russ. And the DP, which who was also the camera operator at the moment, at the time, was uh, holding the camera. It was supposed to be a shot to the, to the screen, uh, to the lens of the camera. And the gun, and a lot of people are saying this wrong, misfire. No, the gun didn't misfire. Misfire implies that uh, you pulled the trigger and nothing happened. Or the trigger wasn't pulled and something happened. He purposely pulled the trigger and a live round was in there. And a lot of people have also been confusing this. What is a live round? Was there a real bullet in there? Was there a blank in there? A live round is anything that requires, that can cause a projectile. So blanks are live rounds. Uh, Dummies are live rounds. The only time you don't have a uh, live round is when it's aerosol or uh, or it's just like a sound effect. But anytime there's gunpowder in the act of causing a spark or reaction, that's a live round. Because at point blank range, a blank can kill you, can blind you, can deafen you. Is deafening, is deafening a word? I don't know. But uh, Alex Bowen found that out the hard way. And my condolence go out to this young lady, 41 years old, wife, mother, daughter, sister. But... And, and I hold my condolences for Alec Baldwin because he's the producer. And the, part of the producer's job is understanding safety. This lady, just a day ago, was expressing concern about safety on set to the extent where all her staff walked off. All the camera crew union walked off. And they hired new people. And that's why she had to be put in that position. She got shot and the director got shot. Put a hole in her fucking chest. Put a hole in her chest. And this isn't the first time that this gun missed. Uh, this gun was involved in an accident two separate times. This gun was also being used as tar- for target practice. It was, they were using it to shoot uh, little tin cans for to pass the time away. This whole entire set has been shoot in this movie. And the industry has been exposed because it shows the issue at hand, which is Shortcuts are shortcuts are normalized. Uh, bad behavior is not punished, and policies and procedures are meaningless if they are not enforced with meaning and purpose. On every set, there's supposed to be a person called an armor, armor, an armory. 
Harmony has like a rack. And their sole purpose is to sit there and watch a gun. The guns. Any gun that could be fired on set, they watch them. And before they give it to anybody, they check the gun. Which means they clear the chamber, check the magazines, make sure the safety or whatever is on or off, and pass it to the producer, who then does an additional check in a test fire. And then hands it to the actors on set. Alex Baldwin doesn't know how to use a gun. Period. Keanu Reeves, as jo- as good as John Wick is uh, in The Matrix, he did not know what he... I think for John Wick, though, he really did practice and train. But uh, there's a great Instagram video of Will Smith. If I can remember and put it in, I feel obligated to put it in. I'll put it in there. But, like, Will Smith... In fact, I, I, now I want to find it. Um, Will Smith, like sees this dude who who's like holding a gun up and he doesn't clear it and he's he like instantly clears the gun because will smith knows how to use a gun and it was just something like crazy about seeing will smith clear this weapon in real time because that's what it takes in these situations that's what it takes in these situations where Dangerous people are allowed to do things without any repercussions. So now there's a major investigation. No one was arrested at the immediate, but it definitely begs the question, um, who's responsible? Who needs to be held responsible for this? And there has to be consequences. Two people were hurt, one killed, and and I think the armorer has to be held responsible because that's their job. But also, the armorer wasn't on the scene. So, should they have been playing with those, using those weapons without the armor? Absolutely not. But is that is that how the union has it set up that armorers can't use it? Here's the video. I found the video. I just want I wanted to put this in here. Just look at this. Uh, so you basically just see this dude. Watch this shit. Some dude picks up a gun. Will Smith immediately sees that. He's so badass. I'll let the Fresh Prince explain the probable reason that person got shot. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible gun safety. I'll let the Fresh That's Prince so cool. explain the probable reason that person But it's got so shot. right. It's the way it's supposed to Every single time. And this is crazy because every single time you pull that weapon, every time you, uh, like, go to uh, do something with that weapon, that should be the process. That should be the process. It should be checked every single time and redone for every single shoot. But once again, if there's no one there to enforce it, like Will Smith, then it's it. So this says a lot more damning things about Alex Baldwin than anything. It says that he's okay taking shortcuts. He's okay with putting other people at risk. And he's okay with other people breaking the rules as long as his hands don't get dirty. Unfortunately for him, the gun was actually put in his hand. So while he might not have meant to kill this woman, he, without a shadow of a doubt, was setting someone up for the L. And he just was okay as long as it wasn't him. But that's not how the cookie always crumbles. So it's tragic situation all around. I hope someone goes to jail for a while and people are held for held responsible for this. And I hope this changes the 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 
the vibe that is all of these movies taking shortcuts. I couldn't, I could never understand how movies make billions and billions and billions of dollars and don't want to pay their employees. Oh wait, sure I can. Walmart. Next topic. Why do people? And this makes and this leads. This kind of segues into it because. I immediately said to myself, all these people who vote in unions and stuff like this who want a union, that's a more democratic, left-leaning thing. But a lot of blue-collar workers are from red states are Republicans, but they have some of the biggest unions. And it's just like, do they not understand the contradiction, the con- contradicting ideas here? This article is pretty old. It's from four years ago, but voting seems to be pretty straightforward, right? Choose the what is good for you and avoid what is not. Well, evidence has clearly shown that people, meaning you unless you are a dog reading this adorable, can remarkably can be remarkably bad at selecting what is good for them indeed in the end you may be your own worst enemy and many entering voting booths simply make the wrong choice for themselves. It's a great article that kind of talks about some of these issues underlining issues about like how people vote and what they're who they're voting for and how they're voting in the political world almost always goes against their their values like i said um trump slams big tech for uh, for corruption as his stock behind his <laughs> his truth platform tumbles again. Oh no! His t- his table! <laughs> oh wow. Trump is a trip. Hey, what up, Bum Fuzzle? Thanks for lurking, my guy. Bum Fuzzle, everybody. Uh, send him a little shout out. Yeah, Bone Fuzzle. Let's see what Bone Fuzzle be talking about. Leave no one standing. A Demacia does not retreat. Bone Fuzzle be playing them, them, them games. I don't even know what's going on in there, but hey, that's what. If you into that, Bone Fuzzle got something for you, man. Go check him out. What's that game called? League of Legends. Okay, so that's like a super popular game. I know that. I, I actually do know that. So I can't even stunt. Is the game so good I don't understand it? But shout out to Bum Fuzzle. Um also, but yeah, that's the story. So this whole truth thing. So Trump came out with the almost identical version of Twitter, but it's called Truth. Uh it's a web platform where true patriots can come and talk about their feelings and talk about how they were robbed of their election and how nothing bad they do is ever their fault and how the Antifa people took the election and stormed the Capitol because they won the election. Makes sense out of that. But anyway, uh, he is now trying to make this platform and he mixed it with another conglomerate to make it a social platform. And it's just in all in all, it's just another uh, excuse me, it's just another scam. Anything Trump related is a scam or fails. The only thing he succeeded in doing was tricking 70 million plus people into voting for him twice. And the best part about that is that somehow, some way, 
he has also found a way to get more of those people either locked up or killed because COVID and the insurrection. So he is both the creator and destroyer of the people he he uh, brings into this world. And I'm okay with that. Because left long enough, because if you leave enough Republicans in a room long enough, they'll eat each other. And that's okay. Uh, Iowa Democrat Party, Democratic Party chair receives threats after writing up opinion piece critical of Donald Trump. And this is more to the rage that he feels. I want to hear this. Chair of the Iowa Democratic Party says he's received multiple threats, including one for lynching. That's according to the Des Moines Register. The paper says it happened after Ross Wilburn wrote an opinion piece that was critical of former president Donald Trump. It was printed on October 9th. Wilburn is the party's first black chair. Ames police are investigating as Wilburn is a representative from that area. Wilburn says, quote, it's important for people to know that this is not normal and it's not okay. Uh, you can only hope that people actually get uh, Keisha. What's up, Keisha? You didn't you didn't miss Nafi because Nafi's not going to be here. Nafi's not going to be here, Keisha. I'm sorry. You stuck with just lonely on me back like the good old days. You feel me? Keisha was here for the good old days. What's up, Keisha? But this is kind of sad and depressing, but it's to be expected. And I enjoyed this conversation on his level. I hope you can get justice served here because people like this need to feel comfortable being able to do his job. And people out there are hell-bent on making him feel uncomfortable. The moment you start to show weakness in that platform, they'll eat you alive. So don't put yourself in that situation. I do miss you too, Keisha. It's it's been too long. I I remember. I remember. What's the song? Uh, what was the song? Uh, the hotline bling, hotline bling. I was gonna use a, like a kid to say. I remember when you used to call me on the telephone. You used to call me on my yeah. What happened to that, Keisha? Drop the box. Hope school's going all right though. But yeah, hopefully this will be. Hopefully uh, this will be resolved and we can get something something going on because uh, he's actually a badass. And our final story in this segment is Nevada man charged with voter fraud accused of casting ballot using dead's wife's name. Donald Kirk Hartley, a registered Republican, faces two felony charges. Now, okay, I, I need to go to main screen here. And no, wait, before that, can I find Tucker Carlson's version of this? Like, Tucker Carlson was talking about this dude tough. Uh, I butched that all the way. Uh, voter fraud. Voter. I just want, I just want this to to resonate. No, I want Tucker Carlson's uh version. I spelled fraud all the way wrong. This dumbass, right? 
he made this story. He made this story. So all this time, right? Let's let's go to solo because y'all y'all gonna get this work. Tucker Carlson and Fox News and Donald Trump, everybody and a mama. Y'all saw it. Y'all just saw it, right? Y'all just saw that, right? No, I want y'all to look at this. <laughs> they made all this about voter fraud. The election was stolen. They took it from me. Out my hand. By myself. Nobody helped. Arizona. Georgia. Pittsburgh. Wisconsin. All of that. Stolen. From me. Donald Trump. By myself. Like Donald Trump was out here. Ready to. He had 100,000 people storm a capital. Because they lost an election. And they and they are still doing audits to this day. And every time they find someone who did some illegal shit, it's a Republican. This man's wife died in 2017. He's been holding on into to that ballot. Not even letting his daughter, not even letting the, the old lady rest in peace. He's he's out here lying on her, his dad's wife's name. Do you know how that you gotta be yo, you gotta be gay for Donald Trump, right? If you're that guy, you gonna let Donald Trump pump you. Because if you were willing to lie on your dead wife, there's nothing you won't do. You you will get on your knees for Donald Trump. And that's what's scary because as much as I like Bernie Sanders, as much as I like Elon Omar, as much as I like AOC, they're not beyond reproach. They're not beyond constructive criticism. But when you are willing to lie on someone you made vows with to death do us part, you're a fucking traitor. That's sad. Damn. Hey, that's the things we forgot to tell you last week. Hey, if there's something I missed, something you want me to talk about, let me know in the comment section. Let me know what you thought about all the stories in the segment below. Uh, we're going to go right into the next segment. Shout out to Keisha. Thanks for coming through what she said. They did all that hollering, dead voting. It's all in their own party members. You're goddamn right, Keisha. They, they knew what they was doing. They knew what they was doing. It was. It could be nothing else. It's one of those things like if you fart and you talking about who, whoever smelt it, dealt it. Yeah, that's where that shit came from. But uh, thank you guys so much. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, IG, everywhere. We're literally like every, we're everywhere. Like, seriously, there's no other way around. We can find us on all the platforms. Uh, this is the link for you. But it's so hard to find through the daily grind. We're working overtime, and I'm sleep deprived. Shorty on my line, and we feel some fight. Seems like every night. Don't